0: podcast this is a show dedicated to the pursuit and promotion of upland birds specifically the rough grouse so if you like sitting around a campfire with your favorite bird dog and two brothers from michigan who love talking about upland hunting this podcast is for you so let's put another log on the fire and start the show this is bird camp Today's episode, episode 6, recorded October 21st, 2020. Kevin and I are going to review our official 2020 Bird Camp primary results. Talk about some different experiences. We recorded a story at the rainy campfire about Kevin talking about a quickstand story from a few years ago that's very entertaining. We're also going to talk about early results and preludes to other shows, and we're going to talk about some user feedback. Well, Let's get it on, put another log on the fire. Here comes episode number six. All right, welcome to Bird Camp episode six. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. Yourself? Doing okay, I'm down here in sunny Atlanta, Georgia, for work, but I wish I was up in the uh, northern Michigan woods.
1: Oh my, it'd be a perfect hunting day. A overcast, light breeze, 45, 50 degrees. That's our day right there.
0: Yeah, a little mm. nicer down here as far as not hunting, but walking yeah. around. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so let's uh, talk about our official inaugural podcast bird camp. I mean, So how do you think it went as far as uh, the bird camp hunting trip?
1: Oh, I I thought it was excellent. It was one of the best. We uh, had a large group for us.
0: How many did we have? I think we were up to six. Six
1: Six was the highest with people coming and going.
0: Yeah, there were people there at different times because of everybody's schedule, obviously.
1: We had people from Indiana, Illinois, somebody from Kansas. So we had quite a group. Um, One of my first observations was uh, how many people were hunting uh, at the camp we stay at. It was full, about half the people there were grouse hunters. Saw an enormous amount of people out hunting this year.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Unless
0: you're just a jealous hunter, but you know.
1: Well, I'd say, what, 10 years ago, we went a couple, three years without seeing anybody. And... I don't know if that was economy based or just where we were, but it just seems like there's more people hunting and with everything with COVID, I think people are looking for things to do and maybe revisiting old hobbies possibly. So,
0: Right. I left a little bit earlier than you do. You did. I left on a Sunday. I would just like to put out an official apology to uh, Tony price and his wife and son. I got in a little fender bender.
1: Uh-oh. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was at a stoplight. I stopped to uh, Taco Bell, get something to eat and some drink and get some gas, and I was on my way getting back to the highway and got distracted. Traffic started and then stopped again, and of course, the bird dog, you know.
1: Wanted a quesadilla?
0: Yeah, well, this is a good reason to put your bird dog maybe in the back, um, <laughs> but I bumped his uh, new-to-him Jeep pretty uh, pretty bad, and... I didn't do much damage to him, but my truck got smashed. My bumper did, so sorry, Tony. Yeah. I already said sorry once, but uh, I did get a nice little citation, which doesn't start out your bird trip very fun, but oh, well. Uh, Accidents you, happen, right? Then you followed that up. Was it the
1: same day? With You got a little sideways and stuck in the woods, too?
0: Yeah, that was later that night. Um, I was trying to cross-connect on a 2 track. I got narrower and narrow, and uh yeah. Then I got up, (laughs) I knew right where I was. I'm like, I got to get over to the next trail. There's these trails that go up to this lake that run north and south. I'm like, I'm just going to cut over the next trail and then work that back and then hunt over, you know, quarter of a mile the other way. Well, that wasn't a connecting trail. Got in between these uh, groups of trees that got narrower and narrower, came around a corner. I'm in four-wheel drive, and all of a sudden – as I come around the corner is a blind curve and I was just stuck oh, no. and I had to do the 20 point. I had to get out of my truck like three times, nice little scratch down the side of my truck, some more damage, but I was able to get out. Um, bird dog was a little worried. Didn't know if we were stopped hunting or what was going on, <laughs> but she was a little worn out by then, but she got into that right before that. Um, I think we did have one flush. Um, it was off in the distance, Um, because she was nosing around and um and then we both heard at the same time looked and it was quite a ways away she did run over there but by the time i got over there 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 was nothing i didn't bump it again but then later i actually saw up ahead on the trail a group of turkey and she got into that she almost set herself a thanksgiving meal nice but uh yeah. turkeys got away it was cool yeah. cool to watch she's looking at you shoot him shoot him shoot him yeah shoot him. i'm like i can't yeah, I, can, I, I, can. I don't really have the permission to do that <laughs> you, <so.
1: laughs> well I, I gotta send a shout out to our hunting party and we'll go with the nicknames just to protect the guilty because it was a lot of guilt going on um doc doc uh doc tom and doc dean Good to have the both the veterinarians in camp, and uh, Doc Tom has, of course, been with us almost every trip over the last decade or 12 years. Uh, CMG and Big A were there, too, as well as yourself. I, I thought it was a stupendous, just a wonderful experience. A little slow on birds at the start, and then it reached a epic peak, you know, where we were in them a lot. Um, of course, I had left by then. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody awesome. had different schedules. I, I was the fortunate one, the fortunate son, as they would say in music, and I was there the whole time. Um, I, ha- um, the birds were good. I have gotten smarter in my old age, and I, I tend to send one walk a day out or what every other day. I tell you what, I came back feeling pretty good. The only issue I had coming back is I hit the first rest area trying to figure out what smelled in the truck which brother you know what it was and i don't want to to talk about it because dang those tennis shoes are ruined but
0: um (laughs) i don't know why you did
1: that (laughs) i just pulled the wrong valve because i didn't have my glasses on i couldn't read it But hey let's just say we dumped something on the ground we shouldn't have but um i uh i was sitting at that rest area going why am I going back? You know? <laughs> I have that once in a while. Why don't I just stay here?
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to go back and do laundry. I, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> I brought everything out of your camper, all the sheets, the pillows and everything. I did laundry for two days and most of it was my stuff, but it was, uh, it's, it's the end of, you know, the hunt, but we're not done yet this year. I don't think we got some more. No,
0: uh, I got some significant time off in November, so I'm hoping to get up there again. Um, so, I'm sure you are as so well so is it
1: wrong to not get a job so you can hunt more I, I don't think that's wrong I, I, I,
0: I, I think your job is hunting and <laughs> podcasting at this point
1: podcasting writing hunting and taking guys and kind of guiding in a way right so
0: Right, yeah, there yeah,
1: you go. would yeah. be, a, be a guide. Yeah, so, so our group, you all owe me money for the guide services. So send it along to com. <laughs> so, yeah, you
0: could just use our Patreon account. There you go, yes. It filters through me. Yeah,
1: there, there you go. No tax implication <laughs> for me. I love it, bro. <laughs> um, I, I just want to shout out to the guys. I, I haven't talked to everybody, but, boy, everybody before they left was just like, this was the best year ever um you always have ups and downs um i got myself twisted and not one night in a restaurant over my daughter something but it it happens you know so but everybody else
0: i i just want to say that i missed one of the most open in front of you shots on drummond island that i've ever had and tom was right next to me tom is a great hunter i love hunting with him and i don't know how i missed and uh I know my first shot I shot high because I was expecting the bird to flush up because he had an opening to go up. Right. Uh it was he flushed right up in the trail. I mean it wasn't really a trail. We were kind of off trail, but it was an opening and and then my second shot I, I know I veered to the I think I veered to the right, but uh man, that was a big bird. And uh Yeah, I, I had two this year that
1: you know, I, I'm looking at up with my licenses, I clipped a picture of a magazine. I'm looking at it right now in my office, and um it's an old hunter. He looks like he's got a stormy chromer on, which fits to a previous episode. But he's crawling over a snow-laden log with his English setter off this side of the log, and the bird's flushing on the other side of the log, and the guy is like riding the log like a horse with his gun. To, that's how it always happens. You're totally unprepared, you know? Right. And I call it a sport of complacency. Dr. Tom, and I, you and I talked about that on a walk. You walk, you walk, nothing, nothing, nothing. And the minute you set your gun down to pee or whatever, there's the bird. It just Well, yeah,
0: that's hunting. That's
1: grouse hunting 101. I mean, it's just, so I, uh, I had, I'll tell you three all real quick. One was I'd walked by the bird and it was in some brush on the ground. It came up behind me about eight feet off the ground, about eight feet behind me.
0: Was this later after I left? I think it was. Okay, I
1: spun and, you know, I was in some brush. So spinning was a little dangerous, obviously, but I spun. But of course, by the time it got up, got some trees between me and it. I shot it, emptied the Sweet 16 at it, but... Everyone was below, above, behind, behind, <laughs> all because of what I explained about this little picture, which I know our listeners can't see. Maybe we can find it somewhere, but I was not prepared. It came up completely behind me where I just walked. Um, the second one, not to embarrass two of our group, there's no embarrassment here at all, but we had stopped to turn around and everybody was peeing and doing what they do and, I set my gun down when I – before I set my gun down, I walked around a corner in the trail just, you know, to make – you know, it's a corner. So I looked down, nothing. Went back, was talking to the other two guys. Turned my head because something caught the corner of my eye. 20 feet away, a grouse walked right out on the trail. <laughs> Where's my gun? Six feet away, leaning on a tree. It's just every time. So I ducked down, pointed, you know, bird on the road. Bird, 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 bird. Well, there was this long delay because I don't think – they didn't see where I was pointing. I don't know. Bunch of shots, bird gone. And I'm looking afterwards. I'm kneeled down. So I, you know, get out of there firing away. And I looked over and it's like, if I had to do that, this is, this is grousing. If I
0: had to do that all over again,
1: I would have waited for it to turn its head, taken one step, got my gun shot. But yeah,
0: um, but you, you never think of to have patience in that situation because it's always uh, three seconds of opportunity is usually what you have.
1: Right. It's just that uh, brief brief opportunity and you mentioned missing the hunting with doc uh, doc is a tom is a just a wonderful shot and a great grouse hunter
0: yeah let's talk about his uh what do you call that um new place that we discovered in the eastern upper peninsula not to give our exact position away but you came up with a name for the nickname for the place uh
1: foot in the uh ass <laughs> no, no no
0: no no you're going i thought we were going red form oh
1: we're going red Okay, we'll just go red. How's that?
0: So, red foreman seventies. Yeah, yeah, the
1: other guys weren't went the other way, so it was just you, me, and Tom there. And you guys were in front of me. We're,
0: I was the man in the middle. I had no shot. I you was on have, the. I, I was on the. Tom would have got shot again. Yeah. So. Well, we shoot over
1: him. But I don't understand his problem because we, we can shoot right over him. You know, he's like, yeah. I know.
0: We're both six, 263. He's what, five yeah. seven five yeah. eight. He's almost a
1: foot <laughs> shorter than me. I'm a bit north of that. But
0: No, I think he would have attacked yeah, me if I had shot.
1: I was on the far wing and a step or two behind, and two came up.
0: Well, because of what? Because Maggie actually pointed oh, at yeah. these birds yeah. and then took two more steps and then held her point, which was fine because she was kind of narrowing where these birds were. I think because there was two of them there. There's two. She was, yeah. she was like, "Here's one, and here's one," and then they went up. Oh, well, the first one went up.
1: The first one went up, and it went it went up went behind You guys went really high up because there's these big pine trees behind us. I took off on a run to cover about 12 yards which anymore takes about 30 seconds and <laughs> I didn't take more than three steps and the next bird went up and it, I, th- have, yeah, I had my back turned, but I think it went right up in front of Tom didn't it Maggie pushed it up in front of Tom
0: the one he yeah. shot you mean well it kind of it went behind us oh did it because uh, we were both turned to the first bird that flushed um, towards the pine trees from the way we just came um, you know it kind of flushed sideways from us I guess on the trail and then the other bird kind of went the other way and then that's where Tom was and had the shot. It, they split up They, they split way. up 180 degrees is the story but and I thought that was kind of a classic area they were you know sitting on a drumming log of a, a large pine tree that had fallen but we were on a cut on a trail where it was strictly logged out replanted pines tall pines hardwoods but then on the trail were different cuts of softwoods, aspens. Right, right. Um, so it was the classic place. Mixed a, cover. Mixed cover where two grouse would right. be. Um, and it was just beautiful because the uh, the pines were a grayish, almost blue color once we chased the birds back. And then... Well, Tom got one bird and we chased the other one for a long time and never saw it again because we think it got into the open pines and departed the area. Yeah. It <laughs> so, was
1: This uh, was getting near the end of the day. I think it was about five, five, sir.
0: Yeah, and it was raining. And then you turn back the other way and it was just this brilliant yellow and orange. It was. It, you know, of you, leaves. It was just Tom amazing. Tom was still on
1: the bird. You and I stood there and we just looked at each other and we weren't moving anymore it's like oh my god and then he looked up and it was like wow is this it was just the reflection of the light the the strange greenish look to the trees and then the yellow off of uh, the deciduous trees and I, I just it was a stunning
0: place it really
1: was beautiful yeah Good.
0: I took some pictures of that um, shortly after we sat there and lost that bird. And I'll try to uh, put that on our website. Another random
1: com- comment is I saw more bald eagles this year than I've seen in any one
0: year, honey. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I yep. saw maybe
1: 10 or 11.
0: Yeah, there was one on Drummond that you and I missed, but the guys in the vehicle behind us, yeah. so they actually stopped and took pictures of that, I think, or they at least saw well, it. Uh, doc- Dr.
1: Um, Dean and I kicked one up, actually, uh, um, he kicked an eagle. Yeah, well, quite a ways ahead of us. It was it was uh, sitting in a tree, and I didn't see it. Obviously, it was quite a ways. But when it came, it came towards us a little bit, and then veered off. And it was like, wow, that was really beautiful. But um, the other the, the yeah. other story I have is kind of
0: well, well, let, let's just go back sure. to Tom's bird because we uh we cut that crop open, and um, I actually put that on a few Facebook groups, and there was some similar actually. Photos of other guys that have gotten birds and looked at their crops. And that was just very interesting for the area we were, what was in there. And uh, we, we finally figured out there, they were some kind of uh, seed. Um, actually, I forgot the I name too. of it. Yep, but, uh, too, but... but we did, um, during the trip, we figured it out that, you know, they're, they're eating the seeds. And uh, it's just kind of interesting. It was just yeah. full. And it wasn't was
1: the bright green we call them Russian olive leaves. It, although there was like one of those in there and it wasn't berries. It was seeds. Now I don't know if they were seeds from berries. I didn't look into it very much. I was driving mostly, so I didn't have time to read the emails, but it, it was very interesting in that crop. It's not, and maybe because it wasn't what we would call traditional monolithic cover. It wasn't just aspen trees. I, I think you know, they're probably foraging for other things and, uh, it was very, the crop was interesting. It was a nice sized bird, too. It was a good bird. And
0: yeah, it was. And uh,
1: the funny part about those is, I don't know how many dozens of times where there's been a shot. Tom is an excellent shot, Dr. Tom. I've shot and he's looked at me. And I finally had to tell him at the fire this night, you know, I, I had a lot of basketball coaches try to teach me how to shoot and it didn't work. It, give up, Tom. I'm just a bad shot. <laughs> okay. Just give up.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's always our, uh, our squad yeah. point guy. He's a sharp shooter. Yeah, and the you know, dog, we always so. try to
1: shuffle him there if we're not trying to get a particular person a bird. Uh, we we do have uh, we did have one person with us who has never got a grouse. This was only a second trip, and I was very disappointed. And talked to that doc, and he goes, "Kevin, I had two wide open shots. I should have had. It's not your problem." So that that was good. He was only there two days. So
0: let's talk about the unusual situation when we were hunting on drummond island oh my by the way that was a beautiful morning drive to get over there catching the ferry just a beautiful sunset coming up over the uh yeah over that, the that island. was
1: a little planned on my part that's why we left so early i wanted the guys to see that we we went from st Ignace to detour to catch the ferry to drummond and the sun was coming up over lake Huron. it was spectacular wasn't it it was
0: great <sighs> Yeah, but we hunted several different areas of Drummond Island uh, ran into some guys hopefully listeners now because we uh, told them about the podcast but uh and we I I had a tip from a uh uh old high school buddy who hunts grouse with his wife and told me where to go and uh we tried that area and um saw one other guy actually two different vehicles one when we before we parked And we knew those guys were hunting, so we kind of drove away from them just out of respect to give, you know, everybody some space. We went further down the road. This is on the – I don't know if we should talk about exactly where we were, but it's from an island. Just say the north side. (laughs) The north side of the island. Not in the gym. Um, But anyways, we went down further, and then we started walking, and there was an SUV there. And uh, we think that was somebody – because I saw they had a Bell's Brewery sticker, and they had a puppy in the vehicle – and they were out with their dog. I can't remember the breed of the dog, but I remember reading the sticker. I I heard him with his dog and I kind of veered away cuz I split up. Go ahead, Kevin, tell him why I split up because we heard this ruckus of screaming well, dogs.
1: <laughs> we uh, excuse me. We uh, like I said, we saw the couple with the dog and I stopped talking to them. Later they were in the restaurant and I talked to them again. And then afterwards, we saw another hunter, which is even part of the story. Really nice guy. And we just told him, don't go that way. What happened was there was this terrible bane and crashing in the woods going on. So we thought maybe rabbit hunters with beagles. Turns out it was uh, somebody hunting bear. And we'll try and stay away from identifying who it was. But um, that's not the most uncommon thing. We've run into bear hunters and coon hunters. And uh, so... We're walking down the trail, and we are turn around coming back. And when you heard all the baying, and it was kind of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon of dogs in the woods. There, you can hear them bawling, and you can hear them yeah. screaming in pain sometimes. And I was like, "Wow, that's a unique thing I've never done."
0: But well, I, I immediately one, once I heard that, I didn't want to yeah. get near that because you, you never know. And I, I took Maggie the Low and English Sutter and I went north yeah, on the trail. And then I went and walked a, a tree line and just slowly lunar circled back to the uh, to the vehicle to meet you guys because I figured what, you'd be turning around. But you guys went further up the trail towards well, the noise, Well, we
1: tried to get whatever. beyond it is what we tried to do. But I turned around. You were about 70 yards behind us and you gave me the hand motion. We're going to circle to the truck and okay. Well, I'm trying to get our party together to turn around so because you're going to be standing at the truck because it's locked, right? So I don't want to do that to Maggie or you. So we turn around eventually, and the bane's getting louder and louder, and we never really saw the dogs. We kind of got a glimpse of them. And suddenly this person stops out with five other steps out of the woods onto the trail and uh, happens. So what we do is we stop respectfully to let them by, And nodded at him and said, Hi, good morning. And the leader of the group, we'll just say it that way to protect the the guilty in this burden, comes rushing up to me. And my brother and I are not small individuals by any means. And uh, gets right in my face and says, What are you doing here? Did you? Well, first she goes, Did you lose a dog? Did you lose a dog? Well, I knew from your hand signal you had the dog, right? Because you you didn't want it around five or 10 hunting dogs, obviously. She, yeah, she she's a girl and she dog. used to be in hunting alone. And, uh, yeah. I said, we didn't lose our dog. This part of my group doesn't have a dog. And she just kept getting persistent and getting right in my face. And I mean, right. Well, in my chest and, and she was like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, I've kind of got a little bit of a smart aleck surprise to you, right, brother? A little bit of a smart Alex sense of humor. My, the first thought that went through my head is, we're playing dominoes. What does it look like we're
0: doing? <laughs> we're all in, in orange carrying shotguns. In boots.
1: <laughs> that, I don't know why. That, uh, we're playing dominoes? I, you know, I didn't say it, but I was just like, I said, I'm so sorry. I said, we have not lost a dog, and we're heading back to our vehicles. And she goes, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then she said one of the strangest things. She says, you're not allowed to be here. We're on state land, and you're not allowed to be on this trail with a loaded weapon. This person and the five people she was guiding all were standing on the trail with loaded weapons.
0: And by the way, they were from Ohio yeah. by their plates. Um, but, but not that that matters, but Ohio State sucks.
1: Just said it. She wouldn't let it go. and just get persistent and persisting, and she goes, you're ruining my hunt. You're ruining my hunt. I just looked at her. I go, right back at you. I said, we're moving on. And I got Sam G and kind of nudged us forward and got everybody moving. Well, Doc Tom was in the back. And she did the same thing to him, went after him. Well, Doc's a little different than you and me. You know, he's, he's very laid back and a you know, gentleman. And he just he just kind of ignored her and walked on. Said good morning and just kept walking. But it was one of the strangest scenes I've ever seen because we had stopped to let them pass because they were crossing the trail perpendicularly from woods to woods. It wasn't good enough. You know, we obviously weren't supposed to be on this state land on this hunting property and in this person's mind. It was it was a very awkward scene. We were pretty fired up about it all the way through lunch and come to find out this is not an abnormal thing with this person. So from the.
0: Yeah. And and at that time we weren't sure what, I mean, I thought they maybe were running rabbits. I'm like, why would you be on Drummond Island running rabbits? Because I didn't see the dogs. As soon as I heard that, I turned around. But then you guys kind of explained what you saw and what happened. And I'm like, no, they wouldn't be running rabbits. And they wouldn't be that, you know defensive about their territory no because
1: remember in the and uh gym area we ran into a bunch of rabbit hunters
0: yeah yeah they, they were, were actually totally sweet cool. people
1: I mean, um there was an elderly lady with them and remember she, you were kind of talking and she was just so nice and said oh no I, well, we were so apologetic because we came out of the woods that day right out of the deep woods onto the trail there yeah there, onto there the were. trail we where they were them. and uh, she goes no no you ever see the what this is Three years ago, the lady was, no, you have every right to be here. I was like, we're going to give you space and we want to let you enjoy your hunt. And we're sorry we ran into you. And she was like, don't you worry about it. And remember that she was just so nice. And what we got on Drummond was the opposite of that. And it was almost conflictual. I was slightly worried that the person was going to lose their temper. And it's just the weird things that happen in the woods, right? Um, and and for you I mean, right. and me, this is why we she, don't hunt the 13th and 14th of uh, November, that last few days. And it's nothing against deer right. hunters. We've both done that. You enjoy it more than I do. But we we do not want to have a conflict. And the woods changes right before gun season for deer. And so we don't want to be out there with all those people, right? So we just, we just don't go with it. Yeah.
0: But
1: there's a certain...
0: Yeah, military calls that fratricide. You want to stay away from yeah, craturide. I
1: don't. I'll have to look that word up.
0: But. but anyways, yeah, that was just unusual. She was kind of rude with her comments, and she's obviously out there making money, you know, selling her bear tag or something. But then we got back to the restaurant and kind of well, queried the uh, two employees. They were and yeah, they're, they're like yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. she cray cray. So said.
1: she's cray cray. <laughs> But I, I'm just, you know, a big A is bigger than we are. You know, yeah. there's two of us standing there over six four. you know. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy to approach somebody with that attitude that's holding a large.
0: Was she, you know, I wasn't there. Was, was oh, she yeah, small in yeah. statue yeah. or yeah. stature? Yeah, that, and, that doesn't really probably matter. Probably ish so,
1: no offense, you know, if somebody from that party's listening, we mean no offense, we meant no harm, right? And it's over. Yeah,
0: and, and it's not like they weren't, they weren't on private land. Right. It was, we looked on the map, we got back to the restaurant, because we're like, oh, maybe we were on her land. But no, we were definitely on well, state And
1: I'll say this, <laughs> even though I use old maps and technology and land changes, you know, the state sells lands, and buys lands, we are... Really conscientious about private property. Um, very. I think our party is excellent at that, don't you, Matt? I mean, just.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well, I connected to the wireless there. And I think I had internet, and I, I got onto my mapping program. Like, no, nah, nah, we. Oh, it, stay it, it, That's miles. That's a bias I mean, Miles. Yeah, not even close uh, to private. I am, got- but then we we got into the gyms area. Um after lunch and that's where I missed my my perfect shot. And um yeah, that was that gym area on um Drummond Island, that's some good cover there. I, I think we only had we heard a lot of other hunters and heard some shots later in the day before it started to rain down on us and we saw some guys and um uh, I, I, there's some bird activity. Yeah, there. My That's overall for sure.
1: impression as far as the birds was, I haven't seen this many birds and maybe the 10 year cycle is true. Cause it's probably been 10 years. Um, cause we saw them everywhere. We hunt Sometimes it was only one flush, but by Thursday and Friday, we, we were in the five flushes, six flushes an hour range all, all day. Oh no, I count. Oh, you think so? Um, Tom and I keep track as you know. And, uh, so we were really, really pleased. The interesting thing is we did not see hardly any Russian olive berries down on the ground. The leaves are there, but no berries. But the huckleberries is seems to be their food source at least last week. Um, because anytime we got the huckleberry, which are the berries up in the brushy trees, and uh that's where we were finding them. Um You know, you always want to do over. Sometimes, sometimes in life, sometimes in hunting, to do it over again, we would have just went right to the huckleberries. That's where the birds were. Yeah. And can I lead into the last story that you weren't there for? We are bumping birds off the huckleberries, and I will not mention where. You know, you know where I'm talking about. And uh, somewhere in somewhere in Michigan, North America, in the United States of Michigan, there's the narrow (laughs) one. (laughs) But uh, we were bumping them. There was two, possibly three, uh, and we were bumping them, and it was a little thicker for us than the Huckleberries. There was an open area, and uh, we had pushed them to the open area. I was on the far left, and Doc Dean was next to me, and Tom and Sam and Aaron, I think, were further down to the right. But I had – see i have had so much experience these birds corner you they'll either sit in a tree or sit on the ground let you go by and they'll get around your corner and then you've lost them and to me it's a mathematical thing on a compass you've got to narrow that compass down right well we had them. I, met, I knew we had them i was like there are at least two birds in front of me there's a big kind of more open area they're not going to stay there it's too far to get to the other trees They've, and we were out about 80 yards from the last flush. And I'm going, they're right here. Because it was opening up and I could see the ground, I was watching the trees because they were tree bumping us, right? They're going from tree to tree every 60, 80 yards. I'm going, that bird's got to be right here. There's no other option. It's got to be right here. Well, I'm watching the trees. Why well, I stopped, check everybody to my right, make sure everybody's lined up. I gave uh, Dr. Dean and Dr. Doc- Whoever was next to him in line, I said, they're, you know, I drew a circle in the air pointed. I said, they're right here. I'm standing there saying, they got to be right here. There's no other place. We've been on them for 20 minutes. That bird came out of the tree. And I had checked this tree, stopped, and looked at the tree before it, because I always walk to my next opening. I walk 10 or 12 yards and stop where I have an open shot, walk 10 or 12. You see me do it.
0: Yeah, it was was in the tree four feet above my head. Oh, it was high.
1: It was eight, ten feet up in the tree. It came out of that tree and I was no more than eight feet from that tree. And that bird came out of that tree and dove right across me, and I had to duck. (laughs) When I said from the waist, (laughs) knees bent, duck down. If I had to do it all over again, I would have just put my hand up and caught it. It was that close. It was so close, I could feel the wind off its wings as it went by. That's it. and of course, by the time you duck, and out of instinct, because
0: out of instinct, you, know, yeah. you
1: have these weird thoughts that go through your mind in one millionth of a second. Cougar, bobcat, lynx, porcupine, raccoon. Cause when it came out <laughs> of the tree, it pushed the branches, you know, everything blew.
0: Yeah, fullback, linebacker, linebacker, pulling tackle. for me
1: getting rolled at second <laughs> base on a double play. You know, here comes the, here comes the runner taking the leg. And, yeah. Well, I, I just I ducked. My hat kind of tipped over. That's how hard I ducked. My hat tipped down. I tipped my hat back up. Took the safety off. The Sweet Sixteen barked four out of five times, and it was behind, 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 behind. Well, crap. <laughs> you could
0: oh. I never
1: got fully adjusted from, you know, almost going down because this is a true story. And it's true because Dean saw the whole thing and so did Tom. They saw the whole thing. And Tom told me later, Doc Tom told me later, he says, that's the one time I wasn't thinking, Kevin, you need to shoot. I was thinking, Kevin, you need to get off the ground. <laughs> it was, I, I, <laughs> I've, I've had him come up between my legs twice. Didn't get either one of those. And those were both 20 years ago. But this thing, Matt, went within a foot or two of my head. And my question is, is I stopped particularly 10 yards short of that tree and looked at the whole tree and walked up next to it. I'm good. I, I my first thought was some bobcat or something's coming out of this tree. And I I I I'm I got five shots <laughs> and I'm meat, you know. <laughs> it was uh it was quite humorous, actually. And, and of course, <laughs> what I after I shot it at the fourth time from 80 yards waste shot, right? Tom had circled around the back of our line, and I looked at him, and he goes, that one's gone. I go, how far did it go? And he goes, he pointed at a tree. And, and again,
0: just kept, kept going.
1: Because it was behind our line when it did that. Man, it, well, What a smart bird. Distract the only hunter that has a shot at you. And then... Gone. I said, "How far did it flew?" He goes, "It's at that." And it was hundred or more yards away on private property. Ironically,
0: we, yeah, you know, because oh, you guys up are agents
1: where, where I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, think if you would have had Maggie with you,
1: if we would have uh, had Maggie Thursday and Friday, I think we would have got more birds than we got for sure. I don't think there's Tom and Dean. Everybody was talking about it after you left at the campfire because we were into them so heavy, and there was at least a bird everywhere we stopped. I think Maggie would have done very well. And I, th- I think, you know, it's just yeah. like the picture that hangs above me. It's just, there you are, unprepared. This time the bird got you instead of whatever you're looking at or sitting on a log taking a break. And I, uh, I just, I just, right. I should have had that one, had another one come up on the ground. I walked by probably 20 feet behind me. And that was a tough shot because I had to spin the opposite way because there's people on the other side. But when I got the first shot off, it was the prototypical 20 yards out, full profile bird raising. And I knew as soon as I shot, I was low. It was just like crap. You know, you only get one of those a year, probably. Right. So that's like, ah, even though I had a turn into a pivot, it was right there. But, so those are a couple of our stories.
0: And then we went up to uh, some hap areas in the uh, eastern UP and did tried to do some sharp tail um, hunting. Well, Didn't that's, that's a
1: different type of hunting, and we have got this party of guys right. so ingrained into rough grouse hunting that, that you and I understand. I grew up doing it. Sharp tail hunting. I mean, you, you almost want we scope. You know, we want to see them out in a field. Because otherwise, you're walking forever. Yeah. And there's no birds there. And uh, maybe that's wrong. Maybe somebody will tell us differently. But we covered a couple half areas last week, didn't see a thing. And um, unfortunately, because uh, we're the only two in that group that's gotten a sharp tail, I believe. So,
0: Yeah, that one field, that was a really wet field yep. with an old crick. And then a uh, swampy area, you know, we heard crows oh, we back in the we woods We saw a bunch there. of turkey there, too, um, a lot of turkey. Okay. Yeah, so I thought maybe, you know, they would come out of that, that creek area. That's where I was walking uh, right Maggie back that and was, forth That was Yeah, nothing.
1: Brothers, uh, Matt's dog, Maggie, likes to lay in puddles. It's always been her thing. We'll be hunting along. She'll get ahead of us, look back, and she'll go in the puddle lay down. Yeah. She likes it's her, spa. her spa time. We're walking that half <laughs> and we have we're on both sides. I think you and Maggie were on one side and the rest of us were on the other side of this crick, you know, with the overgrown hay around it. And she's having a ball down around it. And I'm thinking, you know, I know these cricks from growing up here. I I wonder if she's gonna be okay. And right as I was thinking, I heard sploosh. She went all the way under oh, yeah. she, she went all the way under she was not happy. she wasn't too that.
0: happy after she that It was up, cold. she was
1: a girl dog she came up shaking and looking at me. It's like I didn't do it. get off of me dog but I don't know what were your thoughts man. I thought it was an epic trip, good food uh the food at the campground was phenomenal,
0: I thought. Oh yeah, those guys. Stopped yeah, there's, there's Jones, a pork butcher Jones, Michigan. has uh, a
1: retail site just south, uh, half mile south of the main corner. Yeah,
0: um, they I brought know. some pork up; and that was delicious. Did, um, they cooked that over the open fire, and unfortunately, our camper didn't provide the best. Oh utensils really, and seasoning and everything, but so we did. It was still, they camp, still made do with it really good. Night, and then
1: we did brats from the same place. Well, the uh, the pulled chicken uh, Mexican stuff your uh, your wife left us. We didn't know what to do. Oh, you do, guys ate and that? I threw it out Friday. We came back and had a sandwich at the trailer, trying to eat some of that food up at the camper, I should say. And I threw out to uh, Big A. I said, "Hey, man, uh, what do you think we should do?" Because for... you and Sam had both left, and it was. Uh, Hey, I got this stuff. And we started looking around when we stopped at the local store and picked a few things up. We had Mexican night on Friday night, and man was that good. Oh my God. I mean hats off. Orange hat off to your wife. What a delicious dish. So we uh we it was left over. Yeah, that was actually left But you know, we 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 put all the side <laughs> dishes with it to make it a full we set up the whole one whole picnic table as a Mexican buffet and it was wonderful so we we like kings there's no doubt about that um here here's one that you don't know um how far do you think uh, uh doc tom was watching how far do you think we walked
0: oh he recorded we, it i don't know um i was averaging we 7 to 8 miles a day um we, sunday monday we went Tuesday. from monday
1: afternoon till friday sure. almost dark basically Tom had 35 miles. Total. total. Oh, that's total? Uh, over those we days. figured yeah. the walks I sat out, and I did about 28 or 26. So, you know, I, I can say this. Uh, legs felt good, didn't have any problems coming back, but, by God, that's a
0: marathon. Literally. Yeah, it's a lot of walking unless che- you're a cheater down an cheater. ORV, like um, we see some people do. Well, unless you're handicapped, that's obviously yeah, that, allowed. Yeah. But.
1: I wonder how you do that. Well, it. That's an interesting topic. <laughs> but uh, what do we got coming up on the future episodes?
0: Well, first of all, um, we got around the campfire and uh, I was able to make one recording that turned out okay. I actually did a few and uh, a couple of them didn't turn out too well, but I uh, was able to edit out um, some background noise because it was raining and uh, you know, you get five, six guys together. There's a lot of coughing, laughing going on because plus, plus we all had COVID. <laughs> I don't say so. that. No, <laughs> um, let's get political. So um, I have the quicksand stories, what I call it, that you shared. That was, I, it was hilarious when you told it. Um, and all the other guys thought it was funny too. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. And then how about we come back and we'll do a closing segment. Cause we don't have any guests on this show. This is just talking about our, um, Time up north hunting, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh just go right into that, and we'll play that, and we'll be right back with you.
1: Batman, down quicksand. Down. Doc and I, about three years ago, are out about 20 miles west of here. A place we've been many, many times. We've kicked birds there. We go down the, in t- the roads up top, and then there's like sand. And it's probably 200 yards, and then there's this beautiful aspen tree line. It goes down into a swamp and then down into the Manistee River. I think it's Manistee. So we're, we're walking along, and we start bumping this bird bump, bump, bump. Well, there's a deer, uh, deer hunter trail that goes back to his blind that goes along the swamp. So we're bumping the bird, bumping the bird, and it goes along the edge of the swamp. This, this swamp's more of a pond, and we wouldn't cross, so we knew we had a corner. So we're coming up on the edge of the swamp. We had tur- it had turned us, and we were chasing it back towards the open area. And I just said, just said, Tom, we need to either go left or sh- or straight left because we're getting too close to the swamp, and it it can get dangerous. I said, so just he goes, well, the bird says. I said, you gotta go left because. So experienced hunter knows when you're in that situation, you walk in the previous guy's footsteps. Now, the issue with this is Tom is about 30% of my size, right? And he's in front. <laughs> I had just said this, didn't I, Tom? Oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> you did. Two you steps later. You had to remind me. <laughs> as I'm looking for his footprint. Now, that's kind of hard oh, to do when it's right. size 13 versus a size 7, right? I brush a tree. Oh, boy, it's not I nine. just <laughs> <haven't> brush <laughs> a tree. And when I brush the tree, I miss his footstep by four inches. Before Tom turns around, I'm down to my thighs and being sucked down. Now, something in my outdoor experience told me, I don't know if I saw it on a TV show or what, is turn your gun sideways and put your arms on it. And that's what stopped me. He turns around, and it must have been a startling experience for Doc because he's like, "What happened?" You know, I'm this tall now. I also got a hold of a little branch, about the size of my little finger, and so I'm holding this like this. Tom goes, "What happened?" I go, "I'm in quicksand." So he starts to walk over. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" Well, he stops, turns his gun around, puts his butt out, and I'm standing there. And I don't. I don't pull the if finger. you've never been in quicksand. <laughs> It is powerfully sucking you down. It's just pulling you down. So finally, I get a hold of... I, I drop the branch, get a hold of his gun. I flip my gun up and got it on a tree root and p- tried to pull myself out. He's pulling me, pulling me. Three minutes, pulling, pulling. I come out, no boots and missing a sock. And you'll relate to this. We're not talking about his <laughs> Not yet. We're not talking about my pants. That's the good part of the story. I come out of it, and Tom's like, let's chase the bird. I felt like I was in two days in college basketball. I'm going, whoo, 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 and it sweats coming out of every orifice. And I'm just like, I'm looking at him like, are you freaking kidding me? And finally, he realizes what it took, because it took three minutes to get me out. More. We had to go, we had to reach down in there, grab my boots, grab my sock, and then we started walking, and Tom's like, are we giving up on the bird? I said, yeah, the bird's gone, okay? I almost died. I almost died. So we got about 50 <laughs> yards to come out of the woods. So I st- <laughs> I, st-
0: <laughs> I started to
1: put my boots on, and they're full of the slimy, smelliest quicksand smell <laughs> Terrible. And so I'm like, oh, well, screw this. So I took my boots and I tied them together, threw them over my shoulder. My pants have the slime right up to here. Of course, then you start having the worries going, that's too close. you know, right. <laughs> too close to what? <laughs> too close to the cheese wheel.
0: <laughs> cheese wheel. <laughs> so I got one
1: sock. I put my boot. I take my other sock off. It's black. I take it off. I take my pants off, and I tie them up, and I, I had some stringers. I would tie it to my belt. So to my you're running in your tidy whities That's Here invisible. comes the DNR.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we come out of the woods 50 yards later. I have my boots on my shoulder. I'm, I'm trying to get the pants to get the mud off of it through the sand. I think i will just drag them. We're walking out. We come out of the woods, and 200 yards up there is a main road across these, the sand area, and here comes a green truck. <laughs> immigration (laughs) (laughs) i look at doc and i go i only have one thing to say if that's the dnr and they turn down here i'm just going to keep walking by him and i'm going to say i have no explanation for myself at all (laughs) the car turns the truck turns in backs back out keeps going it's just a green truck i guess so we're walking up there and Tom's like, "That's funny, no explanation." I said, "Why would he even stop talking?" I'm in my underwear. <laughs> it's like forty degrees. I'm in my underwear, dragging my pants behind me. He's carrying my gun, and here's the kicker: That's we so get. No,
0: I'm carrying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get from here to that camper fifty yards away from the truck. He's in front of me because I'm barefoot. He stops, turns around, and he goes, because I've given him my keys and wallet and everything, he goes, he holds my keys up and goes, should I have gone and got the truck? <laughs> I'm standing there looking at him. I, I go, I'm done. You go get the truck right there, 50 yards away. I go, go get the truck and bring it to me. I made him go get the truck and bring it to me. <laughs> Oh my God! It was a true story. A true story. It's a true story.
0: Welcome (laughs) to Bird Camp. All right, that was a funny story. Quicksand,
1: quicksand. It was
0: funny for everybody, but
1: those moments not funny for me.
0: Whatever happened to your uh, your boots?
1: They're the same boots I have this year, but um, I got to tell you. So you were able to
0: get them cleaned up and recover them. Ooh, it
1: took a lot of work, <laughs> and they were not allowed in the house all winter and all spring because they they there was an odor to those things that was not right. But I think I got them all recovered. It did kind of hurt the conditioning, the waterproofing on the boots. I think that's a future episode. We got to find there's also a cobbler somewhere because. Uh, but as I explained in a earlier episode, we. Uh, you know, I, I've been treating them over and over, and they held out. They did not leak this year. So,
0: yeah, um, I, I'm pretty a, happy with the new boots I bought. I bought how, Georgia boots. How were they? I, I like the looks. Of them. Um, you know, they're the I like the higher boots because I need extra ankle support. Um, they're called the Lumbermans, I think. They're lumberjacks. One Lumber. yeah, uh, yeah, brown boot, um, higher boot, and they're waterproof. And man, I got really wet, especially when we were up there sharp tail hunting. I mean, in that field Tom and I really got into some stuff and then I chased the dog into some water and well, never of, got yeah, never got wet at all. on my well on some my of the feet. other no guys, blisters, nothing.
1: No blisters for new boots is important. See t- typically when I buy boots I'll buy them in for hunting i'll buy them in august september and i'll wear them around doing yard work yeah i did that a little bit i broke them in too. yeah to break them in but some of the guys got wet feet i want to you know you and i were looking in the store when you bought it and you know what i believe water resistance means you're going to have
0: wet feet waterproof
1: yeah. means you're going to be
0: okay so right. but what's
1: what do we have coming up on a uh, well
0: let me just ask you something sure is that same Quicksand story. Was that the sock story where Tom saved you with a pair of socks or is that different?
1: No, that was last year. That's a different story.
0: How's that one go? Oh. I, had, I tried to record that when you told it and I lost. I didn't lose it, but you just can't. Oh, hear that, that
1: that's a quick story. We uh we the first place we stopped this year, you know what I mean? On the West Ridge, if that helps you. Lower we, uh the very first place we stopped after we had our pasties. Um
0: this year. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about.
1: So we walk in there, and it's not a big walk. Um, it's a good first walk because it's half mile, mile. And we showed you the spot. We blew three gr- rough out of there. Uh, Tom knocked one down. I, uh, Sam and Tom both saw that I, I got one, but we didn't have a dog. We couldn't find it. We found the feathers. It was gone. But So we started chasing the third bird, bumping it. And it went around to the left there. And... We got back there. We lost it, realized, you know, here it is. I told Sam, I says, you know, it's only like 200 yards, you know, to get back to the trail. It's like 100 yards. And I said, what do you want to do? You want to backtrack the half mile around or cut through the 200 yards? Well, I have a rule with all these guys i taught to hunt. Don't ever go in a Tamarack or Cedar Swamp. It's not, oh, bless <laughs> you, not worth it. Stay out of the uh, Tamarack or Cedar swamps. So well, we cut right through it. It, and it damaged my boots and stains again. The smell out of those swamps that get on those boots is just ungodly. But we cut through there. <laughs> well, we had combined, we were staying in St. Ignatius, and taken one vehicle. And it wasn't my vehicle, I don't think. Well, maybe it was, but I didn't bring the big red box. Big red box. So <laughs> I didn't have extra socks. So there we are in Pickford at Northern... Oh, I just forgot Tom's store name. I've been in there a million times. At the store in Pickford, they're right on the corner at the light. I walk in and it says, Tommy, I need – because I we know the owner has been on the podcast. It's like, Tommy, I need new socks. <laughs> he just looked at me up and down and went, you walked through the swamp, didn't you? <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> that was so bad, it wasn't my boots were leaking. It was going over my boots. <laughs> And into the you know boots. So um, I was really upset with myself last year that day because I know better to go in there. It was dumb. But anyhow, so that was that story. Should we,
0: yeah, so upcoming episodes, we have um, a taxidermist coming on. Excellent. Who, who agreed to do, uh, and he's located... kind of near Jackson, Michigan, central, southern Michigan. Um, But he does not only birds, but he does – All the way up to big game. And he's got a few guys working for him, and he's been doing this for 30 – I'll just say 30-plus years. Um, I also reached out because we had a big conversation on Mm. shot selection – And who manufactures the shells you carry? Are you shooting lead or steel? Which we kind of talked about that a little bit with Todd last uh, episode. But I reached out to a Michigan-based company, Boss Shot Shells, um, who use a new type of shell that they're manufacturing. Again, a Michigan-based company. And hopefully they'll get back with me. And then you reached out to...
1: We've talked to some of the local uh, biologists... Um, two, and I apologize for not knowing their names. They were both great. One from Newberry, one from the Sault Ste. Marie DNR office. Good guests on the podcast, but they both recommended we talk to the state bird biologist who focuses on grouse and woodcock. And We have a confirmation. We haven't set a date yet, but it's coming soon, and we're going to spend some time. Um, The two scientists that were with us on our trip really are into that. You know, they, they want all the science on the birds, obviously, and we have lots of questions to ask them. And please, if you have questions and you're listening to the podcast about grouse or even woodcock, we are going to have the state biologist on, and it's the time to ask.
0: Yeah, so if you have uh, questions about for the biologist or um, anything concerning uh, ammunition, such as uh, maybe uh, if we can get boss on, the show and then we can ask them specific questions mm-hmm. um you know because we went into that last episode on kind of lead going away steel has its plus and minuses um but then these new shells that are uh very effective um but you know a little bit more uh financially into it but you know that's that's a conversation for this show okay I mean, great um, and then anything on taxidermy, on uh, like what to do if you, you get a big bird or just maybe even, you know, differences in woodcock rough class. Any questions you have for a taxidermist, let us know. Um, we always follow up at the very end of the show, and I announce how to get a hold of us either on our website or via email so uh, uh, or our Facebook page. So just feel free to shoot us some, uh, some questions, and we'll be happy to ask them. And then also, if anybody would like to be on – the podcast with Kevin or I, or just even independently by yourself, um, we, we would love to have a, a co-host or a guest on to tell some of your experiences this year or even in the past. Um, right, Kevin? I, no, I,
1: I've got some interest from uh, Scotty, our former hunting partner that we've mentioned on this. Um, he wants to do that. And I think it'd be awesome because we uh, haven't hunted with him in a decade, probably. Um, the The other one is, I'm just throwing this blindly to you. We may want to, uh, like when the state bird biologists come on, maybe we have Doc Tom come on with us, if that's possible. I don't know technology, if it's possible. It'd be interesting to have, you know, listen to them talk about the science of birds and whatnot. So, just.
0: Yeah, we can do that as long as everybody's schedule works That's out. That's the, the hardest, hardest part. part That's, I you know I do a lot of that in the background.
1: You do the engineering and some of that, but it's the hardest is getting everybody's schedule aligned. So um but no, those are three great ones. But we need we really would like topics. That's what we need for this podcast.
0: Yeah, so throw us any more and if you ideas. Want to
1: call us up um, and say you're amateurs, you don't know anything, you don't know anything about bird hunting. You guys should just stop. You're hunting the wrong cover completely <laughs> or whatever. Well, you know, we're not looking to,
0: for an argument, but we would love to hear different opinions. It's alert. Yeah, we're definitely not the pros. We have experience, but to be an experienced grouse hunter, you're usually 80 years old and have done well, it. Well, I've always life. said this,
1: and you've heard me say this many times. My fear is I'm going to be laying in a nursing home on my deathbed at 80, which frankly isn't that far away from me. And I'm going to suddenly bolt up in bed with you sitting there, brother. And go. I just figured it all out. Funk. Then you're going to hear
0: the flat one. <laughs> then, then a grouse will be outside your window <laughs> yeah. flushing. I just nose, figured so. it all
1: out. Oh, <laughs> beep. done.
0: You'll hear a Don, drum and a flush. flush. <laughs> Leslie here.
1: You're, you're, uh, yeah, you'll go, oh, my brother died the right way. He just figured it all out. Too bad he didn't tell me.
0: <laughs> but,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. But it's good. And you and I are going back again, I think, right? We have to go retrieve the camper. So.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. I got to get that thing out of there before it gets too cold. And um, I I hope to get up there at least once, maybe twice. I know my wife wants to go. She doesn't like going out in the woods carrying a gun and hunting. It's not her thing, but maybe uh, that might be just a side thing I do by myself. But you and I got to get up there at least one more time uh, for a few days because from where you guys got hot in the birds isn't far from the camper. So I definitely want to get back in there.
1: And uh, I did talk to several groups around the camp and other places after you had to go to work and um, it was a uh, mixed results you know so we're seeing we're getting like one a day for the whole party well everything changed and the day it changed was thursday and i i haven't seen this even all the places and the weather we've on it about every 15 minutes, the temperature would go up and down 10 degrees. You'd be too hot. You'd be too cold. You'd be too hot. You know, it'd come out. Okay. I'm overdressed. And then 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, it's like, Holy cow! It went on all day.
0: Was that a weather system that was going through, you think? Or that
1: hurricane or something. I don't know what it was.
0: Oh, the end of that tropical depression. But that
1: seemed to bring all the birds out. That was just a weird weather thing. And it went on all day and we were all saying it because people were shedding clothes, putting clothes on, and, and I mean every, every twenty minutes. Right. It was
0: and then I, I was getting really frustrated Sunday when I was up there by myself and Monday before you guys got I met up with you guys. And that was right before the end of Delta's rolling through. And I was getting nothing. So I wonder if that had something to do with it or it could be okay. just me. Here here's know. the impossible task.
1: Who would know that? Maybe the bird biologist from DNR. Somebody, because it had an effect. I mean, it was just night and day. You know, walk, 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 see a bird in the morning, bird in the afternoon. This was boom, 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 boom. And, you know, I I hunt 16 gauge. I can buy four boxes and get through a season, two seasons, three seasons. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy some more before next year, that's for sure. (laughs) A lot of lead in the air, not many birds on the ground, Okay. Anything else, brother?
0: No, that should do it. Uh, thanks for listening to this show. Uh, sorry we didn't have a guest because we just wanted to talk about our uh, our big hunt, our bird camp, and our hunting experience. Uh, we did cover, like I said, all the way up to Drummond Island, which is the extreme eastern mm-hmm. part of Michigan UP. Uh, we traveled to. Did we go to the Mackinac? No, we skipped the Mackinac, the Mackinac because got Dr.
1: Tom got his bird over on. Uh, Boy, uh, that's right. Let's say the east end of the UP. (laughs) I I, I don't want. Yeah. Okay. And then you need to look at before you go flying today. You need to look at the map. We only got ten percent of that area. I want to hunt. If five percent might be an exaggeration. We just got into it. There is a lot more in that area. So that's on that's on the schedule for next year for sure.
0: So. And then we hunted, hunting, hunted the. Northern central. lower, say
1: North central, lower,
0: North central Michigan, which is a vague yeah. area, but you know, secret secrets, but cool. Well, we look forward to having our next podcast, which we hope to do. Let's see. This is October 21st, probably after oh. Halloween. Yeah. Two weeks. First of the month. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my goal is to have the, definitely have our taxidermist and, um, maybe we can work on the biologists and hopefully we'll hear back from, uh, yeah, that, that. that'll
1: be three um, great guests for one show. Maybe spread it over two.
0: Yeah, that um, should fill it up. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll do two if we if we uh, can't right. get the scheduling and, uh, correct. I,
1: I will have to work on that, but that'll give us some time to breathe here after a hectic week or two. So.
0: Right, and this is our first podcast that we're doing remotely, so I'm apologizing in advance if the quality is not there, but I'm actually down in Atlanta, and Kevin's at the home studio in, in right. Michigan, so hopefully everything turns out well. If not, we'll do a in-studio with some higher quality well, qua- next
1: time. Well, the quality's been good, but you and I can talk about that offline, so.
0: Well, I'll disagree on that. It's improved. <laughs>
1: I'll talk to you about that offline. <laughs> but,
0: all right? All right. All right, well, thanks for listening, and I'm going to follow up with uh, the conclusion on how to uh, how to get in, in touch with us, how to contact us. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Bird Camp podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, check out our website, www.birdcamp.net. Also, our email is linked through there. Our email is mi.birdcamp at gmail.com. We also have a new Patreon site to help us with the support of running a podcast we would appreciate any support that's at www.patreon.com forward/ bird camp we have different donation levels set up as little as three dollars a month five dollars a month will get you a bird camp sticker and 15 dollars a month which will give you a sticker as well as a gun cleaning towel with the bird camp logo thanks again for listening we'll see you next time at Bird Game.